Welcome to Jazz Piano Skills. I'm Dr. Bob Lawrence. It's time to discover, learn, and play jazz piano. Wow, here we go again, right? Another week, another lesson. You know, with that being said, I want to take a second right here, right now, at the beginning of this podcast episode to make sure I stress to you and to all Jazz Piano Skill listeners that these weekly jazz piano lessons are not, and I repeat, are not intended for you to master in a week. I say this because quite often most students, and the odds are that this includes you as well, have the impression that when studying music or when receiving a weekly lesson, that the word weekly means complete or master the content in one week. Well, I want to make sure that I am perfectly clear here and use as few words as possible to refute such thinking. In fact, I'm going to use just one word. Impossible. The jazz piano skills that we explore each week are skills, quite honestly, you will continue to study and practice for the rest of your life. Now, this reality should not in any way be depressing. In fact, just the opposite. It's extremely important to know, and obviously I think you do know, otherwise you wouldn't be listening to this podcast, that the study of music, especially jazz, is a discipline whose content is conceptually and physically challenging, and it possesses endless creative possibilities. This is why we are all drawn to jazz and can't get enough of it. It's intellectually challenging, creatively stimulating, artistically rewarding, and simply so much fun to play. All of this to say, relax and enjoy the journey. <laughs> or as my kids would, would, would say, chillax, which I guess is a combination of chill and relax. So, you know, if you want to be hip, use chillax. Stop worrying about trying to learn everything in a week. It's not gonna happen. Especially the jazz piano skills we discover, learn, and play every week. And especially the various melodic treatments we've been tackling the past two weeks and are about to tackle again today. Before we get started, I want to personally invite everyone who is not currently a Jazz Piano Skills member to join the family. If you're listening to the Jazz Piano Skills podcast through Apple, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Google, Pandora, or any of the other number of popular podcast directories, take a second, visit jazzpianoskills.com and become a member. Once you become a member, you will have immediate access to the various educational podcast guides 
that I develop for each podcast episode. These guides, the illustrations, the lead sheets, the play-alongs, are designed and developed to help you get the most out of the podcast lesson. They will expedite and maximize your musical growth conceptually, orally, and of course, physically. You can download the guides, print them, and have them sitting on your piano while you are practicing. Bottom line, they're invaluable, and I strongly encourage you to use them. You will also gain access to all of the Jazz Piano Skills interactive courses. The courses formulate a comprehensive jazz piano curriculum, which uses a self-paced format that is instinctually easy to use. And not only easy to use, easy to access. Conveniently study and practice from any of your smart devices. Your desktop, laptop, computers, tablets, phones, TV, and yes, even your watch. Very cool indeed. Additionally, as a Jazz Piano Skills member, you have an open invitation to attend the weekly Thursday evening online masterclass from 8 to 9, hosted by none other than me. We'll dive deeper into the Jazz Piano Lesson of the Week and, of course, address any questions that you have about the lesson or about any other aspect of Jazz Piano that you want to discuss. An incredible educational opportunity and value, and honestly, it's just a ton of fun to hang out with other jazzers online to share our thoughts, our insights, experiences, and of course, laughter. It's just too much fun. And speaking of fun, finally, as a Jazz Piano Skills member, you will have access to the private Jazz Piano Skills global community. One of the best teachers I've ever had, he used to say, the greatest thing about music is the people you meet through it. And I couldn't agree more. Join Jazz Piano Skills, get involved with the community, meet some new friends from around the world, and share you. Head over to jazzpianoskills.com to learn more about the memberships and all of the amazing educational resources waiting for you to use. The Jazz Piano Skills materials will, without a doubt, profoundly change your understanding of and approach to the study and practicing of jazz piano. I guarantee it. Head on over to jazzpianoskills.com. Check it out. The last two weeks, we have looked at various melodic treatments and applied them to a minor arpeggio, the C minor arpeggio, followed by a dominant arpeggio last week, the F dominant. And today, we're going to apply the same five melodic treatments to a major arpeggio, B flat major. We explored the various ways that jazz pianists throughout history have traditionally harmonized, orchestrated melodies. They're melodic treatments, if you will. And the five treatments that we have been studying are, one, the single note treatment that I associate with Bud Powell, 
Number two, the unison line treatment, Oscar Peterson. Number three, right-hand octave with an added fifth treatment, Red Garland. Number four, the locked hands treatment, George Shearing. And number five, the fourthy structure treatment, Herbie Hancock. Now, last week I mentioned that some of you may be thinking that this information, these jazz piano skills, these treatments, melodic treatments, are beyond your current level. And of course, I quickly displayed my heartfelt empathy and compassion with powerful and emotionally moving words of encouragement for you. Do you remember what I said? Let me remind you. I said, so what? Right? Too bad, so sad. (laughs) Basically, get over it. The reality is, no jazz piano skill is beyond your attention. No jazz piano skill is beyond your study. And there is no better time than the present to be introduced to new and, yes, maybe even advanced jazz piano skills. I also stressed last week that you want, you actually want, your jazz piano knowledge to be way out in front of your physical ability, always. In other words, you want to know way more than you can play. And remember, by doing so, you create a dangling carrot that you are trying to grab, that you are chasing through your study and practicing. It is your advanced head knowledge that will be motivating you to consistently practice. Bottom line, without having an understanding of the various components that make up the big picture of the art of playing jazz piano, you are left with simply a very vague and out-of-focus reality, which does the opposite of motivating you to practice. Instead, a vagueness or out-of-focus picture of reality only discourages you. And guess what? It eventually leads you to giving up. All of this to say, and I said it again last week, always take any and all opportunities to immerse yourself in the exploration of jazz piano skills beyond your current knowledge base and skill level. This is always a prerequisite to getting better. So don't run away from perceived advanced jazz piano skills. Instead, always run towards them. This is how you are going to get better. Okay, it's time to discover, learn, and play major arpeggio treatments. Today you are going to discover five major arpeggio treatments. You are going to learn how to construct major arpeggio treatments. And you are going to play the major arpeggio treatments 
used by many of the jazz greats. Again, Bud Powell, Oscar Peterson, Red Garland, George Shearing, Herbie Hancock. You will be in good company, no doubt about it. So again, regardless of where you are in your jazz journey, a beginner, an intermediate player, an advanced player, or even an experienced professional, you will find this Jazz Piano Skills podcast lesson exploring major arpeggio treatments to be very beneficial. Treatment number one, the single note, right? Pretty straightforward. We're going to take our B-flat major 7 and play it as an arpeggio, the B-flat major 7 sound, and we're going to play it as an arpeggio. So we're going to start with our B-flat, and we're going to ascend through the 3rd, through the 5th, to the 7th. Our destination is the 7th. And what you're going to hear me do here when I demonstrate this is you're going to hear me take the single note approach, ascending and descending. I'm going to begin, as I did the last two weeks, I'm going to begin with a half note interpretation of the arpeggio. I'm going to play through that one time. I'm going to ascend, and once I get to the top, I'm going to rest for measure and assess, right? I'm going to assess what I just played. I'm going to assess the good, the bad, the ugly, right? How, how well did I play the arpeggio? How well did I articulate it? Did I sound like a jazz pianist? Did I rush? Was I out in front of the beat? Was I too far behind the beat, right? So many things to assess, not just did I play the right notes, right? There's more to it than just playing the right notes. So I'm going to play half note interpretation first, one time, followed by the arpeggio using quarter notes. Again, resting at the top, resting at the bottom to assess, followed by the arpeggio being played as eighth notes. Again, resting at the top, resting at the bottom for assessment purposes. And then I'll follow up with a little improvisation using the single note treatment and using only the notes of the arpeggio. Only the B flat, the D, the F, and the A. Right? I'm not going to be using any approach notes, half-step approachments, enclosures. I'm not going to use outside harmony, anything. I'm just going to use the straight arpeggio, four notes, B-flat, D, F, and A. So I want to bring the ensemble in, and I want to use the single note approachment on the B-flat major sound using the B-flat major 7 arpeggio, the root, the third, the fifth, and the seventh. So let's listen to this, and then we'll talk about it, okay? So here we go. Let's check it out.
very nice. Now, I want to stress, when I played it through first time as half note, only one time, and then I played the arpeggio as quarter notes one time, and then I played the arpeggio as eighth notes one time. In reality, when I would be practicing, I would be doing each one of those, the half note, the quarter note, the eighth notes, several times, right? But for the sake of the podcast, so we don't uh, have a a three-hour podcast here, I only went through one time as a demonstration, right? So don't bypass how important it is to spend time thinking through uh, the single-note approachment on any sound, whether it be the B-flat major sound or any sound that you're practicing, right? Take your time and thoroughly digest the sound using the single-note approachment. Now, in the educational guide that you can download, the illustration guide, you'll see a diagram in there where I have the left hand where you can literally write out the voicing of choice that you want to use for your left hand. And then I have in your right hand uh, notated the, the root, third, fifth, and seventh with room for you to actually notate the notes, right? The B flat, D, F, and A. And to do this, this is laid out for all 12 keys, right? So you can visually write it out and see what you are actually going to be playing. Very powerful learning tool, okay? So that's in the illustration uh, illustration guide that you can do this. Now, also, uh, along with that, the, the lead sheet guide has it illustrated on the musical staff, you know, just uh, musical notation. And so you can have that in front of you as well. I have the uh, notation for the right hand laid out for you. In the right hand, again, you would use the voicing of choice. You can use a traditional, you know, kind of a block voicing, or you can use a traditional shell, three-note shell, or contemporary shell in your left hand when you play this single-note treatment in your right hand. Okay, treatment number two we are going to use the unison line or the Oscar Peterson treatment. So now we're going to play our B-flat major arpeggio, just like we did in the right hand, but now we are going to mirror that motion in our left hand, an octave below. Right? It's a great sound. So both hands are going to play the arpeggio in unison. And again, I'm going to do this using half notes to begin, followed by quarter notes, followed by eighth notes, one time for demonstration purposes. Then I'll do a little improvisation using the unison line approach. And again, I am just going to be using the four notes of the arpeggio. I am not going to be using any other notes outside of the arpeggio, any scale tones or any non-scale tones, okay? So now let's listen to this uh, treatment. Let's listen to this demonstration. We'll bring the ensemble in, and then we'll talk about it, okay? Here we go. Let's check it out.
Very nice. I am always, I'm always amazed at how adding the left hand, mirroring the arpeggio with your left hand or the melodic line with your left hand, what a dramatic treatment, what a dramatic change to the sound of that arpeggio by using the unison treatment. It's fantastic. Now again, in the um, uh, illustration guides uh, that you can download for this, I have both the left hand uh, diagram of both the left hand and the right hand uh, with the uh, root, third, fifth, and seventh, and room for you to actually physically write out the arpeggio for both hands and have that in front of you, all 12 keys when you're practicing. And uh, likewise, on the music notation, it is laid out uh, in the uh, lead sheet guides. The musical notation is laid out for both hands, written out for you. So you can see it that way as well. Again, using uh, both the illustration guide and the lead sheet guide, having those in front of you uh, when practicing, uh, an enormous value, no doubt about it. And, of course, if you do not have access to play-along tracks, the, the play-along guide is there for you to be able to use the play-along tracks um, that I am using while you're practicing at home. So uh, make sure you use those as well. Okay, treatment number three. Octaves in the right hand with an added fifth between the octaves. The Red Garland approach. So now we're going to play our B-flat major arpeggio, but we're going to play it with B-flat played in octaves with the F, or the fifth, in, in the middle. Again, gives us a really nice chime effect. Then we go to our third, the Ds played as octaves with the fifth in the middle, which would be the note A. Then our F as octaves with C in the middle. And then our A, our seventh. And then the note E in the middle. Okay, not E flat, E. I know we're playing a B flat major scale. And some of you would be thinking Ionian mode, B flat, C, D, E flat. I'm actually thinking Lydian mode here, okay? So I have A with E. So now my arpeggio sounds like this. Beautiful, beautiful sound. So, okay, so let's bring the ensemble in. Let's listen to this. And again, I'm going to play the arpeggio first using half notes then using quarter notes, then using eighth notes. And again, with rest on the top of the arpeggio and resting at the bottom of the arpeggio in order to assess, okay? So let's bring the ensemble in. Let's listen to the octaves with the added fifth, the red garland treatment. Let's check it out and see what we think. Here we go.
cool. What an awesome sound. What an awesome treatment. The octaves with the added fifth. Now, in the uh, illustration guide, I have these notated uh, in a uh, diagram, again, where in the left hand you can notate, place in there a uh, voicing of choice in your left hand. And again, you can use kind of a traditional just block uh, voicing if you'd like, or a traditional shell, three-note shell, or or a contemporary three-note shell in your left hand while you play the octaves with added fifth in your right hand. Again, in the illustration guide that you can download, you can uh, see this diagrammed and you can notate, make notes in there and notate uh, all of the um, shapes so that you can have those sitting on the piano when you're practicing. Likewise, the lead sheet guide that you can download, I have the um, uh, octaves with fifth in the middle notated and a special notation for that sharp four that's uh, between the octaves based on the, on the seventh, uh, that's notated and laid out for all 12 keys for you. So be sure to download the uh, illustration guide and be sh sure to download the lead sheet guide. And of course, uh, utilize the play along guide if you do not have play along tracks to practice with at home. Okay, let's take a look at treatment number four. Treatment number four, locked hands, the classic George Shearing sound. So now we're going to split our octave uh, between our right hand and our left hand. Instead of, like, instead of playing it in one hand like we just did with the red garland with the octave with the added fifth, we're now going to split the octave between our two hands. So in our left hand, I'm going to have, using my thumb, I'm going to play B flat. In my right hand, using my little finger, I'm going to play B-flat. And then in between those B-flats, I'm going to fill in with chord tones. So I'm going to have a D, F, and A. Now let me play all five of those notes together. Nice. So again, B-flats, split between the two hands, octave, with D, F, A between them. Then I go to my D. Again, played as an octave, split between the two hands. In between, I have F, A, and B flat. Nice. Now I move to the fifth, the Fs, an octave with A, B flat, and D in between. And then finally, the seventh played as oct in an octave, split between the two hands with B flat, D, and F in between. Beautiful. Now here's what the arpeggio sounds like using the locked hand, locked hands or George Shearing approach. Again, beautiful. So now let's bring the ensemble in, and I'm going to utilize the exact same approach. Again, half notes, followed by 
quarter notes, followed by eighth notes, and then a little improvisation using locked hands and only the four notes of the arpeggio. Okay, so let's bring the ensemble in. Let's take a listen to the locked hands treatment and see what we think. Here we go. Check it out. is that treatment. Wow. Awesome. Uh, again, in the illustration guide that you can download, I have the illustration laid out where you can diagram the left hand and then also fill in uh, and diagram the right hand as well. So you can think through all of this uh, in all 12 keys before heading off to the piano and begin practicing the locked hands. Uh, on the, in the lead sheet guide, again, that you can download, I have the locked hands laid out, the arpeggio, the major arpeggio, uh, right and left hand laid out in all 12 keys, again, that you can have sitting on the piano. So these visual aids, these visual guides uh, will be very beneficial as you are studying and practicing these melodic treatments. Uh, and again, the play-along tracks, I can't say enough. You can utilize those, download, and use those as well to help you place these treatments into a musical context so that you can actually hear them in a musical setting. And you can begin developing your time and your feel while you're at the same time digesting and learning the treatment itself. Smart practice. Very smart practice. Okay, let's move on to our final treatment for today, the fifth treatment, the fourthy structures, right? So now we're going to play our B-flat major arpeggio, um, but we're going to have quite a bit going on here in both our hands, right? Uh, the first thing I want to mention is that we're going to have uh, five notes that we're playing. We're going to be playing two in the left and three in the right. Okay, The top note of the five will always be the melodic 
note. So it's going to be our B flat, D, F, and A at the top of these shapes. So our B flat uh, major arpeggio to start with B flat in the melody. Okay, so we're going to have our B flat up on top, and I'm going to work from the bottom up now. In the left hand, I'm going to have a D, a G, and then in my right hand, a C and an F with my B flat up on top. So I get this. Really nice. Great B flat sound, major sound with B flat as the melody note. Now we're going to go to our third. So now the third, the D is on top. And from my left hand, my two notes in my left hand, I'm going to have a G and a C. And my right hand, F, B flat, with my melody note D on top. So I get this. Beautiful. Now, the melody note F up on top. In my left hand, I'm going to have A and D. In my right hand, I'm going to have G and C with my melody note F on top. So I get this. <laughs> awesome. And then my last note of the arpeggio, the A. That's going to be up on top. In my left hand, I'm going to have a D, a G. And in my right hand, I'm going to have a C and an F with my A or my melody note resting on top. So I get this. Beautiful. Now, if you notice, those intervals are primarily what? Force. So therefore, that's why we call this treatment the fourthy structures, right? So now this arpeggio, this B-flat major arpeggio using this treatment is going to sound like this. Beautiful. Let's do that again. What a sound. What a wonderful sound. So now let's bring the ensemble and let's place this sound into a musical context. That's why play along tracks are really important. Let's place this sound into a musical context. Let's let's listen to it. Let's see what we think and then we'll talk about it. Okay? Let's check it out. Here we go.
cool, right? <laughs> wow. All these treatments are cool, right? Even the single note treatment is cool. And it even the single note treatment actually becomes even cooler when you can utilize other treatments, these other treatments around it, right? So um, the illustration guide, when you download it, okay, uh, I have the left hand laid out for you and the right hand laid out for you using numerical notation, right? Your job will be to fill in uh, the graphic, the illustration with the notes. And so I have these diagrams laid out in all 12 keys and you need to take the time to think through these, especially these fourthy structures, to think through these on paper using these diagrams. Do this first, right? Then you can uh, turn to the lead sheet guide and I have all these shapes the right hand, the left hand laid out for you in all 12 keys. And uh, it's really um, powerful to see these shapes laid out on the musical staff. And I think you're going to find them to be enormously beneficial to have those sitting on the piano when you're trying to get these fourthy structures under your fingers. It will keep you uh, centered and on, on task, you know, because otherwise a lot of times what happens is you're playing these shapes and you'll look down and you'll go like, what the heck, what, what am I actually playing? So these lead, the lead sheet guides for these fourthy structures, um, will, you'll find them to be really invaluable. Okay. And again, if you don't have play along tracks, use the play along tracks that you can, uh, the play along guide that you can download and utilize, uh, and access as well. So, uh, do that, um, too, and you'll find that your musical growth, getting these treatments under your hands, in your ears, and sorted out in your mind, uh, your musical growth will be expedited indeed, for sure. As a Jazz Piano Skills member, you, if you ever need help, I am always one click away. Uh, send, you can send me a quick voice message using the SpeakPipe widget that is nestled directly beneath each podcast player. If, if you are listening to this podcast on the Jazz Panel Skills website, the uh, SpeakPipe widget right beneath the player allows you to send me a quick voice message. And I will receive that immediately and I will send you one back almost immediately as well with an answer. Right? It's a great way for, for the two of us to engage with one another and interact with one another. It's very cool technology. Check it out. And uh, if you're a scaredy cat and you're afraid to send me a voice message, then you can post any of your questions in the uh, private Jazz Panel Skills forum or the private uh, Jazz Panel Skills Facebook group. If you haven't joined the Facebook group, please do so. And um, you can also, uh, to get assistance and get help, again, uh, join the Jazz Piano Skills Masterclass on Thursday evenings. As a Jazz Piano Skills member, you have access, an open invitation to this Thursday evening masterclass every week. And you can get your answers, uh, questions to your uh, answers to your questions uh, taken care of face-to-face. -face. I'm happy to help you there, right? So, so many ways for you to get help. And again, as I always mention, my entire goal here is to provide you with the very best jazz piano lessons 
the very best jazz piano educational resources and materials, and the very best jazz piano support that's available anywhere today. Well, I hope you have found this Jazz Piano Skills podcast lesson exploring major arpeggio treatments to be very insightful and beneficial, of course. But don't forget, if you are a Jazz Piano Skills member, I just mentioned I will see you online Thursday evening at the Jazz Piano Skills Masterclass, 8 p.m. Central Time, to discuss this podcast episode lesson in greater detail and to answer any questions that you may have about major arpeggio treatments or any questions that you have regarding the study of jazz piano in general. And as a Jazz Piano Skills member, be sure to use the educational podcast guides for this lesson and the uh, Jazz Piano Skills courses as well. And likewise, make sure you are an active participant in the Jazz Piano Skills forums and private Facebook group. Get involved and make some new jazz piano friends. As always, you can reach me by phone at 972-380-8050, extension 211, by email, drlawrence at jazzpianoskills.com. That's dr. Lawrence at jazzpanelskills.com or by the SpeakPipe widget that I just mentioned that's found on the Jazz Panel Skills website in the educational podcast guides and the Jazz Panel Skills courses. So many ways to get help. So that's it for now. And until next week, enjoy the journey and most of all, have fun as you discover learn, and play jazz piano.